Lord our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are humans that you are mindful of them? Mortals, that you care for them. Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honour. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the fields, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Hello, I'm Roddy Hamilton, the Minister of New Kilpatrick Parish, and I'd like to thank you for the space you have created for us today, making that space a together space for worship, which is what we do together. Because we are together, gathered around a psalm today. A psalm that questions us and invites us into God. It's Psalm 8, a liturgical version of the story of creation. Suitable today because this is our harvest festival and we give thanks for creation and invite ourselves again to return the world, return to the world, justice, and love and integrity, the gifts God placed within her at the very beginning. So let us worship. In the wonder of all that is, the merging colours and the tapestry of sound, may we find the chorus that is your name, a deep beauty that sings in our souls, that invites our spirits to soar with creation's own Alleluia. In such wonder we find thanksgiving for the riches of the earth, once so fickle and still so far for too many, yet abundant and costly for us. For we have made the world a competition. We've used its generosity to divide us, create great distances between us, rich and poor, west and east, north and south, haves and have-nots. May harvest be our corrective. May such spoils convict us, make us pause, draw breath, and renew our relationship with creation and each other, that we might return to the beauty, recognise it for what it is, a panoply of alleluias, a tapestry of pleasure, a web balanced in the love that made it. And we can whisper, and we can sing, and we can shout, 
O God, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. God, brilliant Lord, yours is a household name. Nursing infants gurgle choruses about you. Toddlers shout the songs that drown out enemy talk and silence atheist babble. I look up at your macro skies, dark and enormous, your handmade sky jewellery, moon and stars mounted in their settings. Then I look at my micro self and wonder, why do you bother with us? Why take a second look our way? Yet, We've so narrowly missed being gods, bright with Eden's dawn light. You put us in charge of your handcrafted world, repeated to us your Genesis charge, made us stewards of sheep and cattle, even animals out in the wild, birds flying and fish swimming, whales singing in the ocean depths. God, brilliant Lord, your name echoes round the world. There are passages in the Bible that are not the basis of teaching or explaining or even understanding. Perhaps most passages in the Bible fit into that category. These are passages to be heard and lived with, paused over, breathed in. Passages we are to rest with and let the feel of the word sit on our tongues and make them our own. The Psalms are such passages, and Psalm 8, one in particular. To analyse and take, part, take apart and, and look at individual items would be to ruin it for what it says and what it does to us. So we will rather just sit with it again and, and have it on repeat because <laughs> such passages are designed to be told and, and retold and told again, to embrace them, embody them. And we are already halfway there with Psalm 8 and some of the very familiar lines that it has. How majestic is your name in all the earth? What are mortals that you remember them? A little lower than the angels or a little lower than God. The psalm is shaped like an hourglass. It starts and ends with the same line, God at the beginning and God at the end. And within that tautology, 
all the questions we want to ask. Yet there is really only one that concerns us. Why? Why do you remember us? How can you even see us? Actually, why bother to acknowledge us amidst the vast wonder of all creation? Yet, we are made, and how can this possibly be true? We are made just a little lower than God. If the vastness of creation takes our breath away, that truth empties any last drop of air. There is no explanation, none needed. It is a truth for us to live within, to wonder at, be convicted by, humbled by, and a reason to ask for forgiveness because of what we do to creation. No need to specially mention net zero policies being rolled back or short-termism to win elections by panicked leaders on both sides of politics, I fear. Yet, this psalm actually isn't about us. Every line is about God. Despite the mess we dig ourselves in more and more deeply, this is a psalm of grace. What are mortals? that you consider them. Boy. With a few, with those few thoughts, none of which explain anything, but just offer a shape to the psalm through which to listen, let us again listen, pause with. It is food for our world, our souls, and our spirits. God. O oh God, your name, engraved on everything you have made, the sound of newborns, shape your name, children's laughter, hold it too, enough to dull those who talk with empty belief and blether about their own importance. I gasp at the blue of midnight, scattered with gold and white, everyone imagined and shaped by you, a ribbon of stars that stretches beyond possibility. So why? Why turn your head towards us? Yet we have been placed a hair's breadth under you, and grace with glory and wonder, made of that same starlight that colours the heavens, made as servants and stewards of all that breathe, the same breath with which you filled our lungs, and the whales sing, and the sea eagles call, and the cattle low, the song of creation. O God, our God, how majestic is your name in all the heavens. Thank you, as always, for the invitation to great community together in this way. Um, thank you for just being part of the congregation here, the community 
that is Nico Patrick. In whatever part of the world we are in and wherever we're listening, we have a whole lot of activities happening. This season is all beginning again and we have a special service next week in the church thinking of intergenerational worship and intergenerational communities. Uh, and why is it only now that we're thinking about how we do intergenerational work together? So we've got um, Dan, Philip and Susie Fant coming to lead us in worship and a discussion afterwards. Uh, to think through that whole idea of being creative in how we create community and uh, lets everyone know that they belong together. There, there's no welcome, there, there's only belonging and everyone belongs. So, so why do we not have an intergenerational community when we believe everyone belongs? But that's all for discussion next week. At the end of the month, we've got a discussion about fair trade fashions. Uh, some researchers from Glasgow University are coming to lead us through that. That's open for the whole community, and um, they're, everyone's invited to come along to that and explore the, 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 the truths behind our fashion um, policies and how we live with fashion in the world and what it does to the planet ecologically and um, environmentally and um, um, economically um, as well. So all of that coming up, plus other things beyond that um, as, as well. Various services we're going to share um, with All Saints, our Episcopal brothers and sisters um, coming up as well um, on um, All Saints Day um, and throughout Advent. But all of these to still to come. The best, place to, the best thing to do is to look at the bulletin, which you can get online or be posted to you. Um, it's online at nkchurch.org.uk and there the whole diary is. So please do um, have a wee look at that and take part to the extent that you feel comfortable. So thank you for the community that together we create here. And welcome everyone. Don't anyone. Everyone belongs. It is a belonging place. And thank you for that. It's easy to be taken in by harvest, singing the old hymns that bring a romance to the festival. But these hymns meant something different then when they were first sing, sung. There really was a precarious moment when the harvest could be ruined, unexpected weather or disease, birds, locusts, whatever part of the world you are in. And, and we sing now the harvest safely gathered in when actually still it isn't safely gathered and many millions of folk are still hungry. Grain prices have risen again, the breadbasket of the world is in conflict, wheat has been politicised. The harvests of the world are not safely gathered in. Maybe there are some songs we shouldn't sing until it is gathered in and everyone has enough. There has to be uh, a hole in the wonder, a fracture in the beauty that reminds us the relationship we have with the world is not yet perfect. Go in peace. Go and share the beauty and integrity and justice of creation. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.